What is up, guys, and welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And we are here to evolve. Today, we're going to hit on seven training mistakes you might be making. But first, if you are new to listening, what we are all about is basically two things, health and fitness and business. Might sound pretty boring, but we do offer a unique perspective on this. In the business side of things, we run SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro. We are not brand new to this, but we're not at the top of the food chain. So we have had a lot of success. We've done some things very well. We've done some things not so well. Our job here is basically to express those things we have and have not done. Talk about our journey a little bit. Hopefully inspire you to be able to pursue your own or to apply some of these principles to your journey to help take your game to the next level. On the health and fitness side of things, that's where SD Evolution comes in. Uh, we do run an online fitness community, online health coaching. That's what that's all about. And basically our job there is to filter through all the bullshit for our clients, feed them back the good stuff in bite-sized pieces. So basically taking solid principles and applying them within their lifestyles. We don't give plans, we adapt plans with clients. We make those plans with clients so we can make sure that it does fit their lifestyle. These are things they can maintain. So our slogan here is essentially, Everything we do is going to be a series of small, maintainable changes that lead to those dramatic transformations over time, and that's done by implementing healthy habits that you feel comfortable and confident in your ability to maintain for the longer term. That's how you see progress. That's how you maintain progress. That's what we talk to our clients about and potential clients on sales calls, and it's the, the concept we're going to preach on here. So those are the two main things that we hit on. If you are a, uh, a previous listener, you're enjoying this stuff, please leave us a review share us on social media, tag us so we can share it back. You know, any little thing that you can do is much appreciated. We're putting in a ton of time each week to bring these to you. This is free content and we love doing it. But if you could do your part and just share, spread the message and help us out a little bit, it goes a long way. We very much appreciate you. We love you. Anything you can do is helpful. So seven training mistakes you might be making. And these are common things. These are things that we see often just, you know, from our new clients or just from the internet and browsing the internet. I've been getting more active on TikTok the past couple of weeks and there there's not as much bullshit on TikTok as there is like on Pinterest or on a platform like that, but it's still there. And these are these are just common things that you see people who don't have education posting about or they're trying to trick you into buying their program or whatnot. So we're just gonna run through these list of seven things that you might be making and you know if you are making them, it's okay. Now you know better. So number one. You don't have clear goals, trying to choose both fat loss and muscle gain. And I'll just jump in real quick first. So you can gain muscle and lose fat at the same time, but not efficiently. So what you're going to get the most bang for your buck for, unless you're a newbie lifter, is picking one. Yeah, I totally agree. And it it might be frustrating to have to do that. We all, or I would say a lot of us. You mean I can't us, have the results tomorrow? A lot of us want both, right? And that's fair. And you can achieve both. But would you rather achieve the most efficient aka the fastest way to get to your end goal or would you rather continue to spin your wheels trying to focus on two things at once and only like kind of get there so think about it that way focus on one at a time it doesn't really matter what you focus on first but i will say for the majority of people who are you know a couple years into lifting feel like they haven't seen progress have done various diets and fat loss phases and still aren't happy with how they look you need to spend time putting on muscle mass it's just 
it's got to happen. So spend adequate time. And I'm not talking like two weeks or even two months. Like it's got to be a solid focus for a good, what, at least six months? Six months to a year rotating between maintenance <clears throat> and surplus. So put the time and the intensity into your workouts to be eating enough to grow muscle mass. And you will start to see the results that you want to see. And it will make future fat loss phases more efficient as well, because you're going to be much happier with your progress because you actually have muscle under your body fat. So that's my little spiel there. Number two, you are not consistently following a program and adhering to that program. So all of you who are guilty of following the swipe through program of the day, we're talking to you. The concept here is progressive overload. So basically you need enough time to adapt to a specific stimulus before you train that, before you change that stimulus. So when you're not doing the same things each week, your body's trying to adapt to a random exercise. So you're not getting the most out of that. The minimum time for adaptation is going to be about four weeks. We keep our MMC programs. That's the mindful movement collective programs at four weeks, not because it's the most efficient way to do things. You can extend these four, six, eight, 10, 12 weeks out, but it's exciting. You know, it is, I understand the, the novelty factor of getting a new program. So we do keep that at four weeks because that is enough time to adapt. And then we can change the stimulus and keep things exciting, keep things going, but you have to be there. So you have to focus on time under tension. You have to focus on all these good things throughout the same specific movement allow your body to adapt to that movement allow your body to make a specific weight easier and then you're progressing weight with that but again you can't do that in a day you can't do that in a week minimum of four weeks for the same program and if you're somebody who really is struggling with the the whole i get bored thing get over it but also you can switch up your cardio use your cardio as the method to keep your attention span i guess you know have your four to five days of strength or three to five days of strength throughout the week that are consistent for four weeks at least and then if you want to switch up your cardio to do whatever the heck you like to do whether it's a little metcon or something exciting in the weights area of the gym or even if it's just different treadmill workouts or whatever that's fine but if your main goal is to gain muscle mass or improve your body composition or lose body fat progressive overload matters Number three, I kind of touched on in the last one, but you're rushing your reps. So time under tension is critical. If you're just bouncing the weight up and down, you're getting no muscle stimulation. You are severely limiting your progress. You've probably been benching, squatting, and deadlifting or curling the same weight for the last five years. And it's because you're not allowing your muscle fibers to engage properly. So time under tension I'm a huge advocate of actually creating eccentric focused reps. So whether that's every program or whether that's, you know, the occasional program, slowing things down to three to five seconds on the eccentric. This is awesome for a last exercise of a, of a workout. So just really making sure that you're making that mind muscle connection. I hated leg day until I focused on time under tension. And the reason for that is I would be gassed after blasting through 10, 12, 15 reps. But once I kind of changed my, my mindset toward these things, and focused on the stretch on the way down, squeezing at the top, and each individual rep, slowing everything down, took more time. I was creating more work. It should have been more demanding, but it was easier in my mind because I was focused on the muscle that I was actually working. And now I love high reps, 15 reps. That's my highest rep typically. And I love leg day because it's a challenge and you are getting the most out of it. You are feeling every single fiber burning, contracting, and growing from doing this the right way. Yeah, the mind-muscle connection is a real thing. And if you're just flying through your reps and not really thinking about what you're doing, your body's not going to make that connection. And it, it, you're missing out on so, so much, so many gains. So slow it down, 
constantly remind yourself to slow it down. And if you're flying through and you finish your set and you feel like, oh, that was easier, you feel like you need to do some plyos during the rest time, which we're going to touch on here in, in a couple points, you're doing it wrong. That leads us right into number four. You're not using challenging weight. So this is rate of perceived exertion. Some of you might use reps in reserve, RIR. Um, basically, you're not going to the correct intensity level. So to actually create adaptations, we need to be one to four reps short of failure. And that's absolute failure. That doesn't mean that it started getting hard and you might be able to do six, seven, or eight more, but it's, it's starting to burn right now. That is not gonna create adaptation. So when you're in that one to four range, and you can take a, rep, a set to failure to figure out what that actually is, but that's what's creating that change. So most of us, I would say, are probably in the five, six, seven range. We train until we're comfortable. Once we're out of our comfort zone, we wanna stop. So that moment that becomes uncomfortable, that's when we shut it down and we're not creating adaptations the right way. I see this with new clients a lot when I push them to do a little bit more weight and they'll be like, you know, the last week's weight was really hard, but when you told me I could do more, I tried it this week and I actually surprised myself that one, I could do it. Two, it was a lot harder, but three, it wasn't that much harder than what I thought. Like I thought I was at my limit last week. This is my true limit this week. So it's like you have this perception in your mind of what you're capable of and until you push past that you don't really understand what you are truly capable of so i think that it's important like josh briefly mentioned to sometimes you know push it just to see where you are at but a lot of people often are really surprised with how much more they actually can do especially like females with things like hip thrusts or you know deadlifts like if you're not used to pushing weight like for me with powerlifting it forced me to get into that mindset which was beneficial but if you're not used to doing that you can easily just get stuck in your ways and stay in that comfort zone it's absolutely exhausting when you're going to that that level so one person i follow that's actually very good at this is dana lynn bailey so she when she's squatting or doing some of these lifts she will literally be shaking her body will be shaking after these sets but that's that's a whole nother level of intensity but that is true one rep short of failure so mm -hmm. if there was a gun to your head the world depended on it you have to go to, to failure with good form that's what that means and then stopping one rep short of that is still extremely hard and then obviously you can kind of taper back to four three two sorry, two, three, four. Um, so there's still some give there, but the point of this point is you are probably far from that one to four. And this leads into number five, which is you're skipping your rest time. So a lot of people will utilize their rest to do like cardio type movements or what they call plyometrics. Um, and just, you know, either that or you're doing supersets all the time and you're not resting at all through your workout. That's hindering you. That is hindering muscle growth. Um, so, you know, utilize that rest time. If you feel like you do not need that rest time, you're probably not lifting heavy enough. You're probably skipping out on the point we talked about before this, and you're just not pushing yourself enough to need that rest time. Our body has this energy system, the ATP, CP, adenosine, triphosphate, creatine, phosphate complex, essentially. So within three, three to five minutes, you're at hundred percent of that intensity level. So fully recovered from that complex. So if you're going 30 seconds, you're trying to burn out. Okay. That's great for getting a pump at the end of your workout, but you're not pushing strength as far as you could be. And again, progression over time is what we're looking for. So by not utilizing these rest periods correctly, your body's not recovering in the ATP CP complex we're talking about here, and you're not putting the maximum amount of weight forward. And when you're not doing that, you're not actually within the correct intensity level. 
Number six, you are overdoing cardio greatly. And I'm going to change this to you're overdoing intensity greatly because we've had clients in the past who, one, just do way too much cardio. They're doing high-intensity cardio every single day, never taking rest days, never giving their body a chance to rest. And when you're resting, that's where muscle growth occurs. Your muscle growth does not occur when you're actually in the gym. It occurs during rest. So you need rest days regardless of who you are. I don't care if you're... I mean, I don't care who you are. (laughs) You need a rest day. And I think it's also important to clarify that going for a walk leisurely is not cardio. It's, It's literally just a leisurely walk. It's movement that you're getting throughout the day. That can help you... That can help with recovery. But if you're out there, you know, going for 20K steps on your walk and kind of running a little bit and your heart rate's really high, then you need to, like, check yourself. So I'm going to change that to your overdoing intensity greatly. That also goes for just, you know, let's say you're not doing any cardio and you're just lifting every day. That's also going to hold you back. You have to follow along with your progression again. This You're, you're noticing in the same terms being said in a lot of these points, but that is the point. So... If you notice you're not recovering well between workouts, if you notice you're not able to push more weight week over week, you're probably overdoing cardio or you're probably underfueled in regards to nutrition. But if we're focusing on cardio for this point, figure out the correct balance. So for myself personally, I'm doing cardio usually five days a week. It's anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes. It's nothing crazy. I just keep it at about 140 beats per minute. That's a little over 70% of my uh, maximal heart rate. So I'm in a, a moderate intensity, steady state form of cardio and that's my sweet spot i recover well my energy is fantastic it feels really good afterwards you know blood pressure and heart rate have been going down because i've been doing this more consistently than i ever have so it's something where you need to do it you just have to find the right balance of time and intensity and there's no one right way for anybody play with it a little bit you know 10 15 minutes to start if you're recovering really well and you feel really good you want to up it again listen to your body your body's going to tell you what it wants and what it needs and then you can kind of alter from there Number seven and our final point here is you are not spending time improving your form. And I put up a post a couple days ago. It was a reel um, just kind of talking about how even as an advanced lifter, as a coach, as somebody whose profession is to educate people on lifting, I can still improve my form on many things and that should tell you something that even if you feel like your squat form has progressed or if you feel like you're in a good place with a lot of your lifts you can still always improve upon them and that's why we have our clients send us training footage for one-on-one training because we can break down their form and chances are we can see something that they might not be catching to make them even better so you never get to a point where you're just like okay, I'm good. My squats are good. I don't have to improve anymore. It's a forever journey. What do you think I'm going to talk about in this point? Progression. Improved movement patterns are another form of progression. So fine-tuning everything, playing with it. Even clients who I evaluate form on who have very good form, there's nothing wrong with their form. We're fine-tuning it. So I have them play around with different stances. So you know, we'll manip- manipulate the, the toe angle. We'll manipulate how wide or how narrow their stance is. We'll play with what they're on a curl, for example, how much they're pinching their elbows in, how forward, how far back. Every little thing that you do can create a more optimal contraction. And until you experiment with that, you don't know what your proper movement pattern is. There's not just one video online that's going to show you your specific movement pattern. The only way you do that is by experimenting. Play with time under tempo. Play with the fine-tuned adjustments to actual form. And when you have a rep that says, wow, that felt fantastic, that's your movement pattern. You can probably stop fine-tuning that. You just maintain that form, make sure things aren't changing. 
but there are always little fine tunes. And typically, once you find that sweet spot, it only lasts a week or two before you're either fading from that or you lose that optimal contraction. So you have to refine that specific spot. So these are things where you can break down every single aspect of every single lift. And when you feel good, not great, you can probably fine tune something else to make it even better. So all seven of these training mistakes that you might be making are intertwined. They're pieces of the puzzle that come together to help you be a better lifter in the gym, to see better progress. It's something that if you need to rewind the episode and go jot them down to remind yourself what they are, go do it. I'm going to tell you right now. Number one, you don't have clear goals trying to choose both fat loss and muscle gain at the same time. Number two, you're not consistently following a program and adhering to that program. Number three, you're rushing your reps. Number four, you're not using challenging weight. We're talking about RPE here. Number five, you're skipping rest. Number six, you're overdoing cardio greatly. Number seven, you're not spending time improving your form. So there you go. Write those down. There you have it. Write them down. Take them in. Reflect. See what you can change. And you're welcome for better progress. That's all we got today. Where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. And we will catch you in the next one unless you had something to I say. Go ahead. Say what were you going to say? Everything else is in the show notes. Everything like else is in the show do. notes like she always does. We'll catch you in the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye.